I've done the, uh, my hands in her. <laughs> Funny stuff, Mrs. Ryan. Funny stuff, All right, yeah. something very familiar about all this. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, last time we... Uh, 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 all right, for everybody else, I'll just let Jan on this. This is our second time doing this. We didn't get too, too far. But, uh, you know, issues. <laughs> We're not above issues. They still creep up. Uh, welcome back. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Gary. Good evening, Mrs. <laughs> Good evening, my friend at home. Tonight is Thursday, March 5th, 2020. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole Ryan. And uh, Mrs. and I are sitting here in the set with Gary Schechner, who is uh, an artist we've been talking about a lot on the show lately. Um, recently, we had that Porsche girl here as a guest. And uh, in addition to the beautiful conversation we had with her and shared with her, she had a lovely shirt on that had art on it that was from this gentleman. We called it Stuttgart Gage Art. And uh, I think he's actually going to run with that because it's pretty good, not for nothing. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Um, but Gary Schechner is here this evening, and we're going to have a great conversation with him in a few minutes. Uh, we thought we'd uh, be having it now, but we're doing this instead. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pretend I didn't cross some of this stuff out. Um, t- how are you feeling, first of all, Cookie great. Monster? Awesome. That's what you said last time. <laughs> uh, I wanted to make a mention very quickly about our guest from yesterday, Ed Krasnick. Ed Krasnick, the show itself uh, is very short. We highly recommend you watch it. Um, it's not Porsche-related as much, so uh, we're thinking people might not click on it that, that as, as likely, whatever. Um, <laughs> what did I say last time? It was much more fluid. <clears throat> Let me just have a sip of this here, Mrs. Ryan. Thank you. All right, Gary uh, Schechner is here, as I told you. We're excited about that. But Ed Krasnick from yesterday, um, <clears throat> he was an incredibly positive person. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know what I expected from the show other than Richard Chesler was books good people so we knew it was going to be a good conversation but i feel like he's aligned with what we do uh with his positivity and he he puts it into his work and his art and um and i just find the whole thing fascinating and he he really left his mark with me i couldn't it wasn't just that i was working on the show later i couldn't stop thinking about him the guy and i don't know i don't know what i mean by that other than i think we might work together at some point and we didn't say that i don't know why i'm saying it now but energetically i felt a really good alignment so highly recommend going to check out that show i felt that also and Portuguese people do seem to know who he is so well that surprised me around who you said you were talking to that surprised me me too and i looking back it like makes sense like between curb and sopranos like he worked on both those oh he knew him as an oh is it okay gotcha in my mind, I was thinking because of the person you were talking to, I was thinking it was the executive placement, his top secret job that he couldn't talk too much about, but it, he said was so fascinating and interesting. It might be part of that, but he knew who he was. And gotcha. It's super neat. All right. Never um, know. There's a bunch of stuff to do today. Uh, <laughs> one thing I want to try. Let's see if we can uh, see if this will work. Uh, make a phone call. We're going to do a new segment, Mrs. Ryan. There's a new segment entitled... Oh. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> What's up?
what's it called, Mrs. Ryan? It's entitled, How, yeah, how Are You, you Coping? coping? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious it's titled how you coping and we are going to uh, the topic the topic of how you coping today is coronavirus and we are going to place a phone call here and see if this works let me know if you can hear this on your phone i hear the all right good here we go that's oh yeah thanks goodness gracious hello hello uh i'm look trying to reach cat delorean this is jay ryan calling and i was wondering if you had a few minutes to speak on the air I always have a few minutes for you, Jay Ryan. <laughs> Hi, Kat. I'm here with Mrs. Hi, Jay. I'm here with Mrs. And we're doing a new segment on the show entitled, Mrs. What's it called? How, How you're coping. coping. And today's topic of conversation is coronavirus. We wanted to check in with the Cat uh, uh, Seymour family and see how everything is going uh, with you guys and how you're coping with the coronavirus. Well, that is a very good question that I really appreciate you asking, Mr. J. Ryan, because our family actually has a unique situation with this coronavirus thing going around. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have found that by sharing our story with some people, they are kind of being given some compassion and a little more understanding about what families like us go through during an outbreak like this. Um, our family has, uh, uh, my youngest daughter was born with a heart condition called hypoplastic left heart. It means she was born with half a heart. So she is one of those people who are, it only affects old people and immunocompromised. She is, she's a person. Um, it's, it's a message that's going around that kind of makes it feel like it's almost okay. It's just going to affect these people. And that becomes, that, that creates a level of uh, complacency that can be dangerous to people like her. Mm. Um, and so what we're trying to do is just make people aware of what families like us go through so that they can be better understanding in their communities and they can reach out to people like us who might be in need of some of the supplies that are in short supply. Uh, our family actually has to go through incredible infection control protocols every flu season. So I have a monthly supply of disinfectants that come, and I didn't plan on having to stock up because they come every month in my delivery from Amazon, things like hand sanitizer and disinfectants. And so when it came time that everybody had stocked up on all of these things, uh, I didn't think about it, and our family ran out of the things that we actually need to use every day. We've been very fortunate that our community around us has, has helped us out through this. And so other people out there might be like us, and they might be in need of some of these things um, that, that you stockpile to protect your family. But, uh, but maybe you know somebody who, who might have somebody who's been sick or, or even older that, that might need to take some extra measures. Um, right now, uh, coronavirus has actually reached our backyard. We spend a lot of time debating when we are uh, being unreasonable to actually take take extraordinary measures. And uh, we said when it reaches New England, we'll start to talk about it. Then when it reached New Hampshire, we really started to talk about it. And when we found out that there were students in my daughter's high school prevented from returning to school because they had traveled to Italy, but Ooh. the policy of New Hampshire was to not prevent the siblings from going and we did not know if they had any siblings because we didn't know who these students were we made the decision that our family had to go on lockdown um and what this means for a family like us is we actually pulled both of our children from school we're working with the school districts they've been fantastic wow. and we have to we have to hunker down in our house so our family has now self-isolated even though we're not sick and a lot of people with 
with immunocompromised um, family members are going to be doing this in your communities around you. Um, I had to do the grocery pickup so that I limit the amount of people we have interaction with. So we ordered our groceries online and went to pick them up at the store. Before they come into our house, we actually had to disinfect every item that came into the house with the sanitary wipes, with the disinfectant wipes. Um, because this this isn't a matter of if she gets it, she might be somebody who is somebody who recovers. Uh, this will kill her. And when you when you have the 100% chance of, of dying, you, you suddenly um, take these extraordinary measures. So people may just not, I, li- I like to say, just like the people who pull up at the diesel pump, I, they, they didn't do it maliciously. They've clearly never owned a diesel car, and they don't understand that they've just taken the only pump you can use. Until you've owned a diesel, you don't know how frustrating that is. It, this is the same case. I don't think people are trying to be malicious or not thinking about it. I, I just don't think that, that um, there's been no face to these numbers. There's mm. been no humanity to these statistics. So I've been trying to spread a story, and I've been trying to, again, spread compassion, not coronavirus. Uh, I love that. Because it's what's going to save uh, families like ours who who can't, we can't go outside our door if, if the people who need to self-isolate are not taking these precautions. Um, we can't leave our door and go into our communities if, if everybody else is not helping to protect us. Wow. Well, it sounds like you've had great luck with your community, though, which is great. Yes, it's fantastic. We've been very fortunate, again. But also, we've been very vocal. So there, there might be a lot of people out there who, who aren't as comfortable reaching out to other people. Right, 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 right. Um, so, so just be cognizant and aware of the people who are around you in your community. And um, But most of all, the biggest thing that everybody can do is to not, not take this seriously. Uh I hear people talking about taking advantage of, of, oh, nobody's traveling right now. I'm going to go travel everywhere. Um, that, that says to me that you don't understand the importance of, of, of people taking extra steps to prevent the spread of this so that families like ours can actually manage the severity of um, what happens with right. family members like ours. Right. Gosh. All right. Well, um, hang in there. It sounds like you're doing a, a great job, and it sounds like you as a family are, you know, your, your tight bond is wonderful. So just, you know, stick it, stick together, and, 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 and you'll get through this. <laughs> we all yes, will. We it, will. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. You know, we, we, we live and work at home, and uh, sometimes that can be a negative. You know, we want to get outside and see some sunshine, but when it comes to something like this, um, it's it's kind of been a positive because our life isn't that uprooted. Uh, but when we hear stories about like our friend Carson Chan, who's been stuck here for a month because he lives in Hong Kong and he can't go home, um, you know, it, it it kind of gives him adds some perspective to the whole issue. So thank you so much for sharing uh, what you're dealing with and and letting us know how you're coping with uh, the mm-hmm. coronavirus. Uh, but we love you so much. And uh, by all means, if there's ever anything you want to share with us, call the show. Sure, I love you guys too, and thank you very much for helping to spread this message. It you, means a lot to me. You betcha. Spreading compassion, not coronavirus. Compassion, not coronavirus. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. It's a hashtag. Love you. Talk to you soon. It's a hashtag. Bye. Bye. Love you, cat. 
Oh, that's funny stuff. Funny stuff, Mrs. Awesome. Ryan. She is. She is. She had sent me a message earlier saying, if you have any time on the show, what do you think? And I was oh, like, that's yeah, so absolutely. Cool. For if anybody, in case you uh, are just tuning in now or aren't sure, uh, that was Kat DeLorean, who is daughter of John DeLorean, the automotive. Uh, DeLorean, you guys. Absolutely. Sure. The Gullwing. But as our guest pointed out earlier, the GTO. Uh, oh, did you car. say your dad had a GTO? My dad had a GTO. That's so cool. What year was <laughs> it? Oh my gosh, what year was it? I'm going to say it was a 66, but don't quote me on it. Oh, I just quoted you. Oh, okay. shoot. I'm not sure if correct me it's so fun. I feel like 67 might have been the first year, but I might be making that up, too. Oh. Maybe that's just the desirable one that people like. Uh, anyway, all right, that was fun. We got that out of the way. Mrs. Ryan, we did that. I'm a little confused for what we've done and what we haven't done because this I is the second time Take through. Uh, East Coast Feeds. Did we we do have East not Coast done them, I don't think. <laughs> It's time to check in, uh, close out the week with Danbury Chive, East Coast Feed. Uh, I think it's Brooke and the Kazman. Let's see. Mr. Mr. Whoa, Ryan. shit. Jeez. <laughs> Here they go. Roll it, Hal. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, look, it's Brooke and the Kazman. Brooke treated me today to a massage and a pedicure. Yeah, I'm manly enough to get a pedicure. What? Okay. Hey, Mr. Ryan, look what we got. Hey. Another Apple TV. You know why? Because I'm still using the one that you got for me like a million years ago. That was it. Just want to say some random love. Get, get in the car. You're yelling at me. She's yelling at me. <laughs> I think she's there. We love you guys anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. That's so great. I concur. Well, I said it last time, so I feel like I'm repeating myself. But I love watching another couple be another couple. Mm -hmm. You know? Get real. in the car. What are you yelling at me for? <laughs> I, real. I love that girl. She's my new favorite. All right. Well, here's a little bit more of her. Uh, one more time. Roll it, Hal. Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, look, it's Brooke and the Kazman. What's going on, kids? Hi. Feel free to say anything you want. I'm too embarrassed for my last podcast. Internet? Brooke. Brooke? Internet. Nothing? Hi. So, hey, we're just home. It's Casa de Kaz night. Brooke's doing some dishes. Daddy's cooking. Look at Boom. Look at that. that boom. It's all happening right behind you. There's a lot of stuff happening here. This is our random weekday night. I'm actually, it's a Friday night. I know it won't be aired on Friday, but people understand. Um, and that's what we do for fun. Right, babe? I just want to apologize for my last appearance. This is very loud. So, production value, they can't hear when you're doing dishes. Doing dishes, good. Right. Listening production value, not so much. Let's say it again, baby. Again. Just tell me what you're going to say. Um, um, I don't ever drink, so. And Jay, you're right. Yeah, she's allergic to alcohol. Yeah, so much. So that's why, you know, that was the thing. Anyway, but we, she's fine. And she's okay. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. Oh. But here's the thing. She's apologizing for what was our and probably a lot of people's favorite East Coast feed. Yeah. She's apologizing for the, the Lucy Goosey Brook who was so funny in the car that night. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's my favorite one. I mean, really, that and when she fell on Bank Street. That was so funny. So funny. I love you, dude. Don't worry about it. Gosh, that's funny. And then also, they were talking about the restaurant on Bank Street that was, uh, it was Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds in, it yeah. was the pizza place of Mr. Deeds, but now it's called whatever it's called. They keep referencing it. We just watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm the other day, and there was a whole episode based on that restaurant of the same name. Wasn't that yeah, weird? It's Zara, so weird. Zaragoza or it, something like that? It's very it's so odd. so funny. <laughs> how our world works <laughs> also and they were uh, picking up an apple tv there i introduced Kaz to the apple tv world actually anything technological 
from surround sound to PlayStation. I mean, all of the things back in the day. Anyway, uh, it used to be a thing. I'd always stay with him, so I'd always get him a gift when we were there. You know, he's letting me stay in his home. And we'd always get something, whether it's stereo or something, something. And uh, um, <laughs> it's been a while since we've gone to visit, so he had to buy his own Apple TV. I feel a little bit guilty. So adorable. I'll uh, point out the cords to you next time you can fix those. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't fix anything. I gave up on that a long time ago. It, I'm partly responsible because I introduced him to all that shit, and then he just ran with it. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, now it's time, Mrs. Ryan, to do a TBT. Uh, it's Thursday. That's what we always do. We take okay. a stroll down memory lane. Let's see. What we're looking at this week, hopefully, if everything goes well. This is where I went in the shitter last time. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, uh, the Breakfast Club. When we tried to go to Breakfast Club lit weekend last year. Okay. All right. Roll it out. Definitely pretty wet. Definitely pretty wet. But uh, I'm thinking no snow. It's like 52 right now. I'm thinking we're gonna be okay. So, hi, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> so we're uh, we're heading up now. Seeing a few. Well, we had to stop at the helipad because this, this weather. It's pouring rain. I don't know if it's pouring or not. It's more mystic. She likes to make everything. You're a, a embellisher. That's what you are. You're an embellisher. <laughs> it's the writer in her. But man, come on! This is awesome. up there and then there's when the first few show up at Newcombs and you get this and uh, we've got a bunch of people coming so I'm Danny wake up Danny wake up Darren wake up Well, Danny finally came and opened the door to tell us. <laughs> no. Newcombs is closed today. Boy, would that have been nice to know, talking about it on the podcast, inviting people and having people come up. Apparently, they put it on their Facebook page. I reached out on Instagram. But Newcombs still lives. What's that? Nobody goes to Facebook. Agreed. All right, you live, you learn. Where are we going? I don't know. We're gonna have to figure that out. Bye. With the lemons, you make a lemonade. We have gotten a bunch of our people, not everybody, but a bunch of them together. And we're gonna go to Patty's in Burbank. So, we'll see you all there. There he is. What's up, you guys? Boom. Hi. Patty's in Burbank. See you there. There's 
one guy who really wanted to go to Patty's. That's him. that day mrs ryan i do and i love that lemonade video. lemonade i know i think it was uh, i'm looking at that i think it was two years ago not last year because uh at the end there we were in the podcast set and this was still life with the ryans because right. the vantage point of that end there is literally what i'm looking at right now with the tv and the whole bit Time gary, gary you weren't there obviously no. <laughs> <laughs> it puts me in the mind of tommy boy rob you remember you were there <laughs> Oh, it's so great. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, uh, it's time to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? There's new beverages at Starbucks for spring. New beverages? Yeah. There's a... coffee. It's a... There's a ginger one and a new matcha one that are iced. What's matcha? It's like a green drink. It's like a tea. Healthy. I mean, yeah, okay, got it, yeah. relatively. Um, but Starbucks, is, they've been doing this thing for a while on Thursdays. It's a happy hour special, but those are new drinks that are included in it. It's just, it sounds cool to me as a former, like, the option was like, okay, after work, we'll go to this bar and talk and do and meet and whatever. And it's like, you don't have to do that. You do other things. <laughs> I'm glad we started the show. Over. Did you say Starbucks last time? I hope so. In my mind, I heard McDonald's. So that's why I asked you, happy meal? A happy meal hour? <laughs> now it makes no sense. Anyway, luckily you didn't see that. Oh, that's so funny. All right, please. <laughs> well, well. Uh, for the first time in two decades. I just realized I'm the only host who can do this with the person in this chair. Yay! No, I just realized that. Like, I, you know, every once in a while I touch your shoulder or something, but I, that's everybody can do that. But, like, I mean, it's, I just realized that's crazy. <laughs> Our guest had left the room for a second. Lucky me. Our friend at home was still here, though. <laughs> Heads up. Um, for the first time in two decades, BW, BMW is redesigning their logo. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's clear and the typeface is shorter. It's not as whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks kind of the same. It's just clear. It doesn't have the black outline. Yeah. It's... Cool looking. Whatever. They're doing something. It's always been one of my favorite logos, that Rondell. Always, really? Always has been. Can't explain why. Always has been. I get it. I don't think you'll be disappointed. The colors are different, but it That's still it, looks... Yeah. Um, then Obviously. you'll be disappointed. The things... Yeah. You know... Yeah. Go ahead. I can't wait to have this conversation with the artist. People hold on to different things. We say this all the time. Yeah. Um. Okay. For the first time ever, Mickey and Minnie are hosting a ride together in Walt Disney World. It's going to be. Uh, it's a railway ride. A railway ride? Raceway. Train ride? Yeah. It, yes. They're calling it railway. Railway. 
uh, Minnie and Mickey's Railway Adventure, basically. But it's a, it's another movie, and it's a, it's based around the song, which is um, really kind of what Disney does. Like they kind of what song? No, no, no. I mean, I don't. I can't. Fu- you said the it's song. It's a new song called. Oh, I see. It, it's something like you can't stop us now and now I'm forgetting words but uh, whatever it sounds super <laughs> neat and it's the first time Minnie and Mickey are doing it right together <laughs> <laughs> you know it, you're not the only one <laughs> take that Go to t- <laughs> oh so great and that's been what's going on Mrs. Ryan alright we have Going further than we went last time. Feeling good. Feeling real good. <laughs> Gary, have you enjoyed it? Seeing two tapings today? <laughs> oh, I love this guy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, you're too kind. All right. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, I think it's time to take a break and get our uh, guest Gary Schechner in here to That'd talk all great. about art. He's holding something I believe is a gift for us, and uh, I'm ready to receive it. Cool. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Uh, Gary Schechner is going to be sitting in that chair when we return. Late night play set will be bored. We'd be back with more right after this. Unless you're bored. In which case, we'll see you another time. Oh, so delicious. It's a hot sauce made by bears. Garlic and serrano mixed with love and care. You can put it on your eggs, pour it on your rice. It's great on a leg, it's better on a slice. It's oh so delicious. It's a hot sauce made by bears. Oh so delicious hot sauce. Great on everything except oatmeal. Get your bottle today at ohsodelicious.org. One dollar from every bottle sold goes to the National Military Family Association. <laughs> Everyone's talking about that. It was humorous, though. <laughs> it was great. Did we, was that on the air that we talked about it? Is yeah. that why you brought it up? Uh, actually, I also brought it up because of um, Laura brought it up. When oh, had okay. That Maybe that's on. what it was. Yeah. All right. Well, this is lovely. You want to be about six inches away. That's, okay. the, that's the rule. for. And tell it, your friends for whenever they come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily know when people six enough. inches away when I'm talking to them, though. That'd really? That would be a little weird. Yeah, oh. that's, a, that's, that's, I think, that personal space that becomes violated. All right. Well, yeah. with that, we are sitting here. There we go. We really are doing it with Gary Schechner. I'm it saying is. that right. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Great. With Gary Schechner, a guy who I never knew existed until your art started showing up online, and then we had a guest show up who had a shirt with the same art on it, and I recognized it because oh, you're that guy, Stuttgart Gage Art. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, all I know is it's about a week or so later, and you're sitting here. Two weeks later, maybe at the top. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. I'm flattered. Thank you for being here. This is good and exciting for us, uh, but I'm not sure where you want to begin. I will tell you this. I was writing your card out today, and Mrs. Ryan forwarded me the email with, with, with that you had sent. I've never seen a guest more prepared. I'll just tell you now. I didn't read it. I thought, if he's this prepared... We can just go. I'm I'm okay with the conversation. Putting me on the uh, totally on the spot. No, no, no. It was one of those things. You had a whole workflow and everything of 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 you know the, how uh, we could best tell your story, and I want to kind of go with that sure. because you know it and I don't. Sure, we could start with the art if that's. I mean, that's kind of what really brought me to your couch today. Anyway, beautiful. So, um, really, the uh, the whole art story starts about three and a half years ago. Um, a good friend of mine who happened to be my mentor 
said, um, let's do this thing called a 100-day doodle challenge. We're going to do a doodle a day for 100 days. And um, for me, it was a bit of a jump start back into my art and my love of doing things on a visual basis because I had a fine art background before I got to college and then decided I didn't want to be an artist because I was afraid of not having a job. So I oh, kind whoa. of sort of buried the kind of fine art side of my life, but this kind of resurrected it. That's also not it. very artist-like if you're worried about the... No, it's not. Um, but I've worked through it in, in therapy, and I feel really good about it now. Um, and I feel like better late than never to kind of discover it's that this is do. really what I'm all about. Good for you. Thanks. Thanks. So this this 100-day uh, doodle challenge became something of um, a bit of a habit where I um, started to feel this catharsis and flow state every time I would sit down to do my doodles, and it became kind of a, a morning routine for me. And then became days where maybe I didn't want to just stop with one doodle, and it became multiple days of multiple doodles a day. And now... And if you don't mind, I'm just going to read. Sure. <laughs> We're talking about, about 17 of these books later. Holy smokes. So I had um, started posting them on Instagram. And um, I was starting to get some, some likes and some follows and some comments. And people had asked me, hey, do you make your art available? And so for one-off basis, I would you know go and have them blown up for people and put them on Canvas. And then I had an idea after doing about 1,700 or plus of these. Um, I said, maybe I should call someone who has some experience in the industry and can tell me, can I make this work on a commercial basis? So he takes a look at my Instagram feed, and he goes, this is, you know, all technically proficient. It looks nice. He goes, it looks a lot like Kandinsky and, you know, the whole Bauhaus movement mid-century, as you guys yeah. probably identify as well. And he said, but there's nothing remarkable about it. There's nothing that's unique. Oh, what he did, though, his, he picked up on one of the visuals, and one of the ones that I actually um, emailed you guys as well, was a 1967 uh, Ford Mustang GT. One of my followers uh, sent me a picture of his car, and I said, oh, I'd like to do an abstract of your car. Mm. And that's sort of what kicked off this whole abstract okay. RPM. So this art consultant saw this car thing. He goes, this is very different from everything that you're doing, and it's got your flavor to it. Why don't you continue to kind of go down that path? And so Abstract RPM sort of launched with this idea of taking a look at cars in a different light. So from so there, Abstract RPM, is it actually has its own name. I just didn't know it yet. Well, actually, yes. Um, I gave it the name. Um, I'm sure. calling it my own movement anyway. Yeah. Um, so you were a little late with the, uh, the Stuttgart art, but it's okay. We're, I mean, I can pivot. No, you know, no. Those are, have a whole those are hashtags. Those are just hashtags. Stuttgart gauge art. Well, maybe we'll have to have a line just like we have for, for Lars' uh, TPG stuff. So Thank you. It'd be it's great. called Late and Place It, and yeah. we'll see it soon. I, I like it. We, we, can, we can make that work. Christ. She's the boss. So, so long, story sh- long story shorter, um, I just happened to have been at um, Pecla one day, uh, Porsche Experience Center, Los Angeles, and I was waiting for a friend. We were going to have a coffee um, in the cafe down there, and I had taken a look at one of the Brumos Porsches there, and that's obviously a very famous livery. And I just did a quick uh, abstract RPM, and then I tagged Pecla, and I tagged Porsche Motorsports North America. And lo and behold, it turned out that the Porsche Motorsports North America social media team, actually the woman, Alexander Toropova, liked it right away. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Are you guys in this building? And, and they came out, introduced themselves, and then they reposted that on my behalf. That's awesome. And that's where I think um, Laura and I ended up over... Um, kind of intersecting at that point where she started to see my content and then that's when I started to click in okay she's also seeing a lot of the Porsche community as well and so Porsche as a brand has always been um, one of the you know the halo brands for me as a kid I had the 944 poster on my wall growing up like it was I was an 80s kid as well so um, it sort of really kind of had a springboard from there and as you know as Laura told the story um, I reached out to her and said, hey, which cars are yours? I'll do, the, you know, something like a gauge up for you. And in fact, that's, you know, a good segue into what I wanted to show you guys sure. is that I did a, 
a mock-up for you and your 997. Oh. And this is just a study, but this is a good example of when I work with my clients on the commissions. I like to give them a first round of some thoughts behind the brand or their experience with their cars. It's a very much, you know, the Easter egg of their car. So I obviously, you know, this is just kind of a first draft to be working with you on this. But So interesting. It kind of picks up on the the 111 of your number, so I, that's the Easter egg I bury in the speedometer. Yeah, I see that. And then obviously the yellow of your car as well. But, but what I'm taking with here, and this is beautiful, and I'm – oh, abstract RPM, yeah. Uh, what I'm taking with is that you did you, – you, you posted more art that was us-themed. Correct. Whatever. I don't know how to say that, but there was like a meatball, mm-hmm. and then there was also something else that I could swear I saw the P and the L from Playset in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so you just did a bunch of sketches. You do you, you don't just work in one place. No. Okay. Yeah. No, I I try to make it such that um, so the the book becomes sort of like the daily start of the day. So it can be um, abstract RPM themed, or it can just be something as what I like to call my sort of my random doodles. It's, it's a little bit of a visual diary. As is this it were. C- colored pencil? Is that what you're it's doing? It's both colored pencil as well as um, Posca Looks... acrylic pens. Wow. That's okay. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I use, you know, real simple tools, mostly rulers and stencils and things like that. There's very compass? few things that are... I actually Not don't really. use a compass. All stencils. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's funny, actually, when I've worked in larger format, like on 18 by 24, I'll actually steal um, pots and lids and a- trace anything those you as well. Can, right. That has a big size? circle. Sure. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh, that's so fun. I mean, I remember that as a kid. Yeah. It's funny you get ingenious uh, or ingenuity. You get, mm-hmm. What, how do you get ingenuitous? <laughs> Is that a word? You get to show your ingenuity. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, I was a drummer. I'm yeah. sorry to take this from you. That's okay. Uh, and and uh, there's a thing. You, you want to put a port in your bass head so that you can stick a microphone through it, just like this. Anyway, the, the, what we figured out the best thing to do was, and for size and everything else, was put a tuna can on the stove. Okay. Ideally, uh, an empty tuna can, uh, just for a second, and then just Here's place it. place it right on the the mile, and it would just whoop, perfect circle. That's awesome. Yeah, did you learn obviously not to handle it directly at that point? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember, but I do remember what you're talking about about running through trying to find every round or cylindrical object, trying to find the right diameter that you're looking for yeah. to match whatever it is that you actually need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's honestly really kind of how um, abstract RPM really accelerated was through that. But um, I, at I, any given time right now, I've got about 10 or 12 commissions sitting in the hopper. This is amazing. You didn't even want to do this. You didn't even set out to do this. Somebody said, hey, man, you want to do the ice bucket challenge? And you're like, I'm going to do it every day for a year, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to start, and now I'm going to swim in Antarctica. Yeah. But that's actually a little bit of how I've been wired, um, honestly. Like A good example of that is um, back in 2003, uh, when I'd been in L.A. and was running quite a bit of 10K distance races, a good friend of mine from business school had said, hey, I noticed you've been you know, running quite a bit. Why don't we do a marathon together? And I said, marathon? Why would I want to do that to myself? I can run a 10K and you know, have breakfast in the next hour. And then he comes back to me about six months later, and he goes, I know what we should do together. He goes, we should do the Ironman together. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, Double wait a second. Down. So I'm going to finish you know, swimming 2.4, biking 112, and then run the marathon? Where do I sign up? So that's, that's a little bit of how I, I kind of work. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The variety is what got you. Yeah. Holy cow. It's just a long day of exercise. That's how I tell people. You're adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Take, taking the details out of it, it just you're a guy who jumps the fuck in. Yeah. Forget yeah. my... Yeah, no, no, it's it's true. In, in sometimes a good way and sometimes a bad way. I mean... Why? Why would it be bad? Um, sometimes it doesn't always lead to the path that you perhaps thought it would lead to. Um, I think but, that happens a lot, but can't you turn that into a good? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I don't think anything, knock on wood, has gone that horribly wrong yet. 
Okay. There's yeah. Well, there's time. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The tape ran out again. Oh, geez. Um. All right. Well, I mean, this art is beautiful. Thank and you. Thank you so much. Thanks, it's welcome. absolutely stunning. Yeah. Let's. I mean, let's continue to work it too. By the way. I mean, as I. I would love to actually give you guys something that we can put up either on like a wood panel or whatever. But yeah, it's a wood a, panel. It's, is that how they normally are done? Well, um, so I'll do it a couple of different ways. A lot of people like the commission just on the black paper and then choose their own frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also been doing more with the galleries have asked me to do things on black canvas or um, on a, a panel with like, you know, enough of a, um, a lip to it that actually it's like a gallery frame. So I'll paint the gallery or I should say I'll paint the wood panel black and then I'll do acrylic paint or acrylic pens on that on top of it. It really pops nicely. It's amazing. I'm just th- you Thank could you. do anything. I mean, because you could, you. I mean, you could do crazy border trick work with, you know, with mm-hmm. because of your colors and everything, the way well, you do it. Right, and that's actually the beauty of what abstract RPM is about. Quite honestly, like, I mean, I've done a ton of Porsche stuff at this point, but you know, I'll also have um, the folks who I have a 1967 Corvette C2 in the hopper right now. Oh my! Yeah, so like, that's that's honestly, you know, when when you stop and think about it, that's part of the reason why we all love cars the way we love cars. It's because of when we sat behind the wheel, right? And almost like the gauges are what speaks to us. It's, you know, looking through the windshield and what is, you know, having the steering wheel and the gas pedal and mm. what is that experience like? And so whether you're someone who loves, you know, the Corvette or somebody who loves the Ferrari, there's something very personable about the um, the experience of owning the car and, and what, it, what it does to you. And so this artwork kind of draws upon, pun intended, <laughs> don't forget, keep the score. It, it draws upon you know a personal love or your personal interest in the car, hmm. or motorcycle or whatever it is that it is. Pretty deep, buddy. Well, yeah. uh, can I bring up what Please. you shared with us during the breaks? Mm-hmm. You just brought a motorcycle. Sir. You did a story about the BMW Roundel, and I buttoned up my mouth saying I was, there was a time in my life where I was going to get a tattoo of that because I supported the mark so well. You have a tattoo of that, but yes. more from the bike, uh, from the from the motorcycle standpoint. Yes. Uh, you've got the, well, I don't know where it is on your body. It's I on, forgot to it's ask It's on my you. left ankle. So the left oh, okay. foot is the actual shift oh, that's mechanism, where... right? Yeah. So, um, so clever, man. Yes. Well thought out. <laughs> Think about all the details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I did commit to their brand. I did put it on my body. Uh, it is because of uh, my experience in riding the bikes. I'm now on my third uh, BMW motorcycle. Um Great stories about being on the bike. Um, there is really nothing like traveling by motorcycle. Um, I, I used to ride. I used to ride. I believe it. But I saw sh- enough sheets in on the freeway in Los Angeles where I just decided to stop riding. Yeah. Uh, would you consider yourself more of a like a motorcycle guy or a car guy? That's a great There's question. There's no wrong. I'm no, no, curious. no. And uh, that's a really great question. Um, having having spent 15 years in LA and doing the commute to Buena Park. um, So from Santa Monica to Buena Park, we could do the Californian thing where it was like five different freeways. But I spent those years (laughs) on a motorcycle because there's no way you get out and do a 40 mile drive every day in a car without wanting to, you know, put a bullet in your head. Um, So in a lot of ways, I do consider myself to be a motorcycle guy first. Um, But that said, um, I do enjoy driving. I still enjoy driving manual. In fact, when I moved back to Southern California this past fall, I made the car choice be about finding something with a manual because I had actually just come out of two different um, automatic uh, electric cars, actually. So I actually was in the BMW i3 and the i3s oh, prior sure. to that. But I wow. wanted to make sure the next car was a driver's car because I, I, I really missed that. 
I, sorry to stick on the BMW again, but I know the i3 pretty well. I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. What is the S? Is it a sport model? Is yeah, it the more S was, range or something? It was a better range because they did more with the battery. Um, they also added another, like a fourth driving setting, which was a little bit more sport tuned. Oh. Sport tuned, if you can call an electric yeah, car sport tuned. I know also, that Nicholas Hunziger had it. You didn't need it. Yeah, no, but um, yeah, it had a little bit more range. It had bigger uh, wheels and tires, so it actually almost looked legitimate versus the bicycle tires that are typically on electric cars. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there really is something about the. <laughs> The electric car where, you know, that instant torque is, is it's amazing. Like, yeah. I know people would pull up next to me and laugh at this car because it does look a little bit funky. But the reality is, is that it's still BMW's fastest car, zero to 40. Is it the one that lights up on the hood? That, the it's logo? the little box. It's the little refrigerator one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, I told it, you, I said, it's got the I said, suicide mark, doors Mark on my it. words, this car is going gonna, is gonna to change things. And I don't know if it did or not. But. It did. Well, I mean, so actually BMW did announce that they uh, canceled both the i3 and the and, i8. Yeah. yeah. I think they end up folding the battery and the technology into just the regular 234 or 5 series. It's kind of what it needed to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, they weren't going to start a whole new. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's it was kind fun. of scion for tech, for Toyota, you know. Yeah. Well, the nice thing, so I had the advantage as well when I was, you know, driving this car that I was also working with, um, or for I should say, Shelby American. So oh, I didn't need um, a driver's car because I had access to the pool of you know seven hundred plus horsepower. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Yeah. The struggle was real. I'm I'm sensing a lot of, and then you knew a lot about John DeLorean as well. I'm sensing that more the American muscle might be more where you're. You mentioned Vet, and then working for Shelby. Yeah, I I mean it. So it does resonate for me, given that I've been in the industry. Um, But you know, actually, to GI Jen Jen Nichols um, uh, podcast as well. um, One of her first cars was one of my favorite cars because I owned that as well. So I had a '95 Prelude VTEC, and so I've always. You did. I loved that car. I can't say the VTEC was that. that, There were three models, and that was the the one. Yeah, because back in the day, it was like. It was a pretty. I mean, of a Honda Prelude, but I, I, I used yeah. to fucking call yeah. that car. I trust you. I don't know anything. So if you say it. Yeah. I'll but listen. it had the digital dash and everything, oh, right? Yeah. 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 And, it, and it was like, at after 5,000 RPM, the VTEC kicks in and it just. <laughs> it, and it was like a whopping 200 horsepower. It was, it was a fun car. <laughs> maybe 225, maybe, maybe 210, maybe yeah. 205. I think, <laughs> I think Jen did more to hers than I kept mine pretty bone stock, but I, I still enjoyed That was a good car to kind of thrash around. If you kept them stock, they would still be driving today. Oh, like yeah. those ones still are. Yeah. They were still a great, uh, it was the little Honda engine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They were pretty bulletproof. Gosh. That's um, but no. That, to, that wasn't mean, your first car. You just owned no, that at some point. No. What yeah. Was that your was your first car? Uh, Can you say? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know, I, I know as I'm saying this, <laughs> and my parents are laughing as I say this. So the first car was a hand-me-down. Lake car. Uh, uh, no, it was better than that. It was a 1974 AMC Hornet Sportabout. Yeah. With the simulated wood panel. Dude, you would clean up at Radwood now with that car. Now. Now. But when I was 16 oh, and in high school, no, no, that from, wasn't... From then till now. <laughs> wasn't the cool from thing. then till now, no. Yeah. But now, yeah. anything AMC. Yeah, that's true. Eagle, bring an Eagle. Yeah, scrambler, say, just yep. bring a regular... Oh, Scrambler would yeah. be so cool. I know, I know. So... Uh, so from there, yeah, it, it's it, it, <laughs> these are these are these are terrible cars in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know them at all, well, but so you're lighting. I, I'm still up. grateful that I had a car at that point, so I can't I can't really complain. That's but. where we always do. You get... remember uh, Back to the Future? We're bringing that up again, but you know the, the dad they're about to kiss on the bench, save the clock tower, and the dad shows up. Jennifer, you know, honks the horn. That's <laughs> yeah. a that's an AMC Eagle. Yeah, right? that was just and actually, uh, I just saw this uh, post recently, but in one of Roger Moore's Bond movies, they launch. I think it was when he was doing um, Live and Let Die, uh-huh. and he was in the South. They actually do a ramp scene with oh, I know the car kind of doing a, an endo 360 over the bridge. In, yeah. Yeah, and I think they launched an AMC Eagle. No kidding. Yeah. And they really did it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Was yeah. it uh, breakfast? No. What? No, it's uh, uh, 
well, I want to say Breakfast Club, but I, I meant Animal House. However, that's still wrong. It's uh, Blues Brothers. Then they drop the Nazis are in a Pinto. Yeah, is it I think a Pinto so. they yeah. drop from the sky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they drop it. It ends up landing on the Universal backlot, yeah. right into the ground. Yeah. Whoa. What other falling cars? No. Um, so just so it's your history that sort of has you along that mark. But you're clearly a Porsche guy. You're yep. a PEC, and yep. I mean your art certainly. This yep. is not just somebody who's looked at it and said I could do that. Yeah. No. It's um, it's definitely uh, Porsches in the blood. Um, I've actually had some really great experiences as well with. Uh, I've actually so back in 2006, I had a chance to go to the World Cup. Cool. Um, in Germany. And a couple of my buddies met me out there from from school, and that's we, the soccer one. Yeah, yeah that's okay. that big soccer tournament. Yeah, <laughs> um, is it the biggest sporting event in the world. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And we just had like you know quarterfinal, semifinal tickets, no big deal. Oh. But uh, we we ended up um, booking two Porsches through Avis, and we so took your rental, your yeah, rental cars. Oh yeah, boy. and we took them to the Nurburgring for two days in oh, Germany. Man. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So like. It wasn't enough that we had these like late round games and we saw like some epic matches, but then we spent two days, you know, tooling around on the Nurburgring. And by the way, the cars are rentals, so it's like at the end of the day, it's like here's your car back. You know, <laughs> don't, don't know about the brakes and rotors, but good luck. It, don't crash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was it's uh, life affirming. In fact, I think that should be on everyone's bucket list at some point Gotta is to make it. make the pilgrimage to the to the Nurburgring, and if you can get it in, get it done in the Porsche. Wow. Yeah. What was it about the Nurburgring? I mean, I certainly have raced it and everything. You know, I mean, I'm aware of it. Yeah, you know, honestly, the way that we did it because um, we were all we were we were all virgins there uh, in terms of like I mean, the track would take almost a lifetime if you're just a tourist to really understand what it's all about. But what really blew me away was Sabine Schmidt has spent her lifetime. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, What what really surprised me was the importance of having your co-pilot paying attention to the mirrors for you, because as much as you think you're on it in a Porsche. There's going to be that guy that's right around, in a 10-year-old, yeah. you know, M5 that just blows your doors off, and you've got to get out of his way. And it's it's something else. I mean, yep. it's it, you come out of the car, you know, after a lap, and you're like, you, you need a few minutes of like quiet. Like Absolutely. I just I just have to be by myself for a second, and and it was it was amazing. Do you find they take it that seriously everywhere there? I'm assuming you drive drove probably on the autobahn a bit as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. You know, the funny thing about the autobahn, and I tell people this, is that the autobahn's really no different than the 73. Really, I mean, like the toll road at any given time of night, day, or whatever, and you catch a clear lane, you can take your you car. Go. To, yeah, you can go 170 if yeah. you wanted to. I mean, you know, good luck if you're not, you know, going to get pulled over. But the mm-hmm. reality of it is, is that just kind of mashing the pedal to go straight and fast, yawn. It's like after about 30 seconds, you're kind of like done. How with American. It. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But that's the other thing is that I've also had. Um, I've spent a quite a bit of time on the racetracks. I know that you, you've talked oh. a lot about Sears Point in the past. I've raced at Sears Point on the motorcycle. I've been to and raced on I uh, still Laguna call it Sears Point like yeah. you. Well, they have to. I mean, yeah. that's what it'll always be. But um, once you, you know, once you've had that kind of taste in your mouth about what it feels like to actually sort of like feel the car, you know, move on you a little bit oh, yeah. at speed, and then the faster you can enter that corner uh, for that matter, like well, one, the Autobahn is sort of boring at that point. Yeah, I agree with you. Wow, that's crazy. Most people don't. Yeah. They're like, how fa- so what's the zero to 60? How fast have you gone with yeah. it? I'm like, I, I literally don't know the answers to those questions. I've literally driven away. Remember that woman in Orange County I drove away from? Yeah. And she was like, ah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, I, I very politely tried to tell her that I didn't have answers to those questions. And then she started to humiliate me. You drive this car and you don't know in the whole bit. <laughs> right. I mean, the numbers are, are fun to know and to be able to throw around. And I, by the way, I appreciate the fact that Johnny Lieberman has some kind of, you know, savant memory of every He's, single stat ever rain man it was incredible yeah yeah and i listened to it and and i mean it's it's incredible what he knows and remembers and probably forgets more than i'll ever know about about cars in the industry but um to to that end um you know 
I I have a I have a Shelby right now. It's a 530 horsepower. But like the reality of it is, is that I don't. It's not about like the horsepower. It's just what does it feel like to drive. It's like the visceral experience of being in a car and kind of what does it do for you? How does it move you? What was your first experience when it comes to racing? Because you're describing things. Um... When, when, when you move around, when yeah. you move around and learning to trust that move around and then use that move around and you know what I mean? Same thing. It's like learning a rear engine for the first time. Mm-hmm. Once, once you do, you finagle it. Oh my gosh, you can really master the whole thing, but you don't do that just your first time out on, on, you know, on a, on a driving uh, education day. Right. Uh, so how, how did you work up to that point? Was it motorcycles first or? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, it was definitely motorcycles first. So I was very fortunate in that, um, when I started to ride motorcycles, uh, again, so I started when I was about five and I stopped when I was about 14, probably the best thing for me because I'm sure I would have been dead. Hmm. Uh, and I started back up again when I moved back to LA in 01. Um, and I was very fortunate in that I was introduced to uh, a group of people, um, who, um, ended up taking me out to the racetrack under their wing and teaching me a lot of, uh, ridership and racecraft as well. Mm. So, um, I had kind of, you know, great mentors in that space to really kind of show me the ropes. And so about the foundation. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the, the more you learn, the safer that you ride, it just, it translates into everything that you kind of can do from there. But, um, Willow Springs was my first experience, uh, on the track. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Big, big Willow and then uh, small Willow streets. So speed. Yeah. Yeah, speed to it to a certain extent. So, um, well, Big Willow is just a fast track. Even if you're the yeah. slowest car on the track, you're, yeah. it's a fast track. Yeah, I've I've seen God a few times on that track. Um, Going I've, off or yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've gone off on turn two. Um, this is before I had my race bike. So I was on a <laughs> I was on a leader bike uh, Honda CBR one thousand RR, which is just more more power than most of us will it's ever need. It's a race need. car and a bike. And uh, I remember. Uh, it's got looking, that Honda VTEC engine you mentioned before. It's almost the same horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it made me look so fast. Let's put it that way. But uh, I remember coming out of turn two. Turn two has a lot of runoff to it, and there's a lot of um, you know rubber on the side. And I was passing um, uh, one of the other people on the track that day. We were just on the kind outside. Of, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I mean, to pass someone on the inside. And you spook them, and then next thing you know, you're both kind of in the ground. I don't know motorcycle racing that well. I mean, I've watched it on television, but I don't know anything about the fundamentals of actually doing it. Yeah. We'll take you out if you want sometime. Nah, uh, okay. Safest place to ride. I don't think I have the, the, uh, the reflexes okay. anymore. Okay. Okay. The offer's there anyway. Thanks, man. No problem. I'd love to come out and watch you do it, and I could follow you in the car. Yeah, that'd be great. That, uh, we should record that. What color is your bike? I'm sensing a YouTube video. <laughs> I've got videos for you, but uh, not necessarily any I need to share right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've got some, some track videos for you. But um, long story short, uh, coming out of turn two into Willow. Um, high I, side? No, actually, luckily I didn't high side it, but um, I ended up taking my eye off of the, through the turn. That was one of the, the, oh, the biggest le- lessons that you there, have. there of all places, yeah. the camber changes when you come up. Yep, and so I ended up taking the bike off-road straight. And luckily, oh. I was able to kind of scrub off the speed before I dumped it. Yeah. You go all the way to the fence, obviously. Yeah, yeah, or Did those you? big cement barriers. No, yeah. I, I no. dropped before the barrier. Yeah, yeah. But again, How fast do you think you were going when you came in through there? <laughs> no, I mean, just for, for because yeah, stopping no, I, takes a while. I think, I think when, when I, don't have I must have come off the track probably easily at 60 miles an hour. I'm glad to hear you say that. I thought you'd be saying more just because I don't Yeah, I, I'm just thinking of that turn... Yeah, I don't think turn two would have come off any faster than sixty. If you high sided it, it would have. Oh, it would have been bad. Probably yeah, over the fence. that would have probably changed me forever. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, I mean, knock on wood, and I'm saying it this way. Like, luckily, I've had minor um, challenges coming off the motorcycle in my career. I love the what you said. Yeah, I saw God. Whatever. Yeah, oh, I saw God. That, <laughs> yeah, enough to turn around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it'll sober you up pretty quick. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why, like, you know, 
the way that you ride on the street is going to be very different after you've spent time on the track. I used to tell people, um, excuse me. <laughs> That's okay. Don't know you. St. Martin? <laughs> Somebody in St. Martin? Uh, maybe I should take this. Uh, I used to tell people, and, and I don't know if, where you grew up, but uh, um, if you rode a, a bikes in the dirt, when you grew up, if you rode in the dirt, dirt bikes, you were fine. Yeah. You were just fine because you learned the physics, and it's like the foundation we talked about before. Where did you get the foundation? If, I mean, how, how, five years old is too <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, A five-year-old should lose their teeth or <laughs> their fingers or something. You right. Know? I had the bobblehead helmet, and my father actually rode. And so I was the kid that actually sat in front of my father holding on to the handlebars <laughs> when we would just go through. So I grew up in Philadelphia in the suburbs, and my dad would, would take What's us Philadelphia like— Philadelphia <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. So uh, we would do kind of the weekend ride together. Um, and then there was a little Honda Trail 50 that we had in the garage as well. So I learned on that, and that became kind of my go-to. You were outside of Philadelphia? Yeah, in the suburbs. Where? Uh, Fort Washington. I went to Upper Dublin High School, so up off of um, the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yeah. If well. you know Montgomery yeah, County. Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. Well, my uh, my aunts used to be in Concha. Well, they are in Conshohocken, but they used to be yeah, in Skipback, right down the road. Collegeville, mm-hmm. that whole area Yeah. There. Yeah, I love that area. Yeah. So that's where you grew up? I did. We I, grew up in very similar areas. I was just in a Connecticut version, but lots of woods. Yeah, no, we had we had a little bit of property as well, which mm-hmm. was nice. Um, and every once in a while when, you know, the folks weren't home, I would take the motorcycle up and down the street. Yeah. <laughs> a little hellion. Yeah. <laughs> You're hilarious. You just dump in random factoids. You are. I'm, I'm loving how this whole thing came together and the fact that you were so cool about our little hiccup snafu it's before. It's all good. Yeah. Um, what have we not – we're getting close on time. Okay. You can come back anytime. You Appreciate are a, a, a friend of ours for sure. But w- what – should we get to that we didn't get to today? Obviously, your art was important to cover. What's yep. happening with this? Are there things yeah. we should look forward to? Yeah, so uh, Laura did kind of give you guys the hint. Uh, we are going to be working together on a line of um, clothing. So we're going to have T-shirts. We're going to have hoodies. Um, she actually just showed me a computer case. Um, I am being brought in to uh, help with the launch of the Tycon awesome. through Pasadena Porsche. Awesome. Um, that's coming up at the end of May. Um, through Laura, I've actually been able to kind of broaden my reach into Europe. And so oh. I have two um, big clients out of Europe that I'm working with them on some identity work that they're going to be using for their branding. A, a group out of England called Auto Farm. They do restorations of like the 1972 Carrera RSs. I think I follow them, yep. Auto Farm, yeah. And then there's another group um, called We Are Shifted out of the uh, um, Eastern European countries. Um, we're going to be working with them on some of their identity. And then I've got, like I said, at any given time, there's about 10 or so kind of floating around. Uh, I've got coverage at a gallery in Laguna Beach. I have a show coming up in June of 2021 in Chicago. Um, I also have another gallery carrying me in Chicago. So like it's, it's in the last year since this kind of thing took off, it's really been amazing. It's been a rocket ship for me. So it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Congratulations on all of that. Where are you in Laguna? Because that's a great art town. Yeah. So I'm actually right on Forest Avenue at a gallery called Pacific Gallery. Um, right so, the main drag, yeah. yeah, like it's you beautiful. literally hang a right and it's it's one Here. of the first couple galleries on the left. And I'm really excited to be working with them. Um, most of the, the people that I've been approaching with this, you know, recognize that this is a very different form of car art. 
um, and it's very unique. And so, um, you know, I've really appreciated the opportunity to not only work with the galleries, but also have these opportunities to work one-on-one with, you know, commissions. I think people really enjoy the process of working with me because it's a bespoke piece of artwork. It's something that they get a chance to own because they weigh in on it. We design it together. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's been a really fun adventure and I'm, it's, I'm it's, really excited to see what happens next with it. There's a congratulations again. There's a neat ownership when you have something to do with the creation. Yeah, absolutely. I you're mean, part a, of it. You get to celebrate it. Like it's yours, even if it's yeah. not your, your DNA is in there somewhere just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other fun thing that's kind of worked uh, side by side with that as well is that a lot of people have done it as gifts for a loved one. Cool. And so they also appreciate the fact that it's when they get a chance to present it to someone, they get that pride of saying, you know, I worked on this with the artist for you. And it's, you know, we, we give them, you know, all the series of the studies. So for instance, if I do something, it has three different studies that go to it. They get a copy of all of that all signed and like I package it up pretty nicely for them. So you're just delightful. Thank you. Have it's, you always been delightful? I do, try to be. Do I, you fancy I, yourself delightful? I, I mean, I feel like this is intentional. Whatever's before me is. This, this is it. This is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think my parents must have done a pretty good job of raising me. Is good for you for giving credit if that's what it is yeah i'd say that you're probably holding it up pretty well yeah i try <laughs> i was blown away by a porsche girl when she was here because uh same thing as our guest yesterday i guess you know you you see people online and you you don't really know what to make of them other than oh okay well i like what they're doing right and i like what they seem to stand for but then when you're looking somebody in the eye and having the conversation you really get to feel what they're worth mm-hmm. and you just feel great man thank you, you really i appreciate do. it i'm and really likewise, excited for everything you've got coming up thank you thank you very much i really appreciate the support and uh you know it's been really fun meeting you guys face to face too thank you for that but please be a friend of the show whether you know whether you want to come back or whether you want to send you know stuff in or if you want to share stuff or you know launch stuff whatever it is um, just know that if there's anything we can do for you, we yeah, want to do. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think that when Laura and I have our stuff ready to go, we'd love to come back on and show you what we're always awesome. got going That'd on. Awesome. Yeah, together. That'd Terrific. be great. Thank you again. Um, and did we cover everything that we should cover? I want to make sure that you're taken care of yeah, business-wise so. and everything else. Yeah. Thank right. you. Uh, Mrs. Ryan, then I think that wraps us up, right? I believe we done so. Here? What? I'm going to move this because the last three days in a row, someone <laughs> has spilled here the moment we've done this part. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, what do we have to, oh no, hang on, Gary, we're not done with you. Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Yes, this is, if you this haven't the seen, speed round? if you haven't seen, <laughs> it's time for five questions, Craig Kilborn. Oh, that's funny. We should do that. Let's bring it up out of retirement. Uh, this is a segment we call final thoughts, uh, where it gives our guest an opportunity to, uh, speak directly to camera and, uh, address the uh, audience out there. If you've got any words of advice or if you have anything inspirational or if you just want to say, hey, buy my art, it's really up to you. But this is your opportunity to have a few moments with my friend at home. Well, I think that the message that you guys send on the show is important and that everyone should be taking that to heart in terms of loving everyone. Um, I live by kind of a mantra that has an acronym of DBAD, don't be a dick. Um, And so I would, you know, as a motorcyclist, please look for us on the highway. Um, Look twice. Um, we are allowed to split lanes in spite of the fact that might upset you. So, you know, don't move over on us. Um, and I guess life advice for everyone. Um, I have another acronym, which is D-H-E-N, which is die happy every night. Mm-hmm. Do, uh, do what speaks to your soul. Do something every day that's going to make you happy. And for me, uh, running after this art at full speed right now and what I consider to be the next chapter of my life is really what I'm all about. So I hope everyone who's watching and listening or you know, if just do it, just pursue it. Bravo. Ugh. I want to applaud that. I thought that was Thank great. You. 
Good for you. You didn't even know. That was not prepared. No, I wasn't ready for that, but I appreciate it. I think you did awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Good job, uh, Mrs. Ryan, let's see. That's the week, right? We don't have it tomorrow. Tomorrow. I mean, we do have a tomorrow. Everyone has a tomorrow. We have a tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow Listen, is on the calendar. Don't worry. We have a tomorrow. There Somebody will be a tomorrow. Somebody call Australia. <laughs> I watched Late Night Plays last night. They said there would be no tomorrow. Here we are. Uh, okay, so that's it. There is no tomorrow. Sorry about that. Next week, though, next week we got great guest. Uh, Steve Simcoe's here, Paul Provenza, and Eric Skirmance. Eric yeah. Skirmance from uh, heavy, Porsche Motorsports. Yeah. Heavy, heavy, heavy I haven't met him Porsche yet first face. But. Well, come on back on Thursday. Right. He'll be here. <laughs> you, you came up from San Diego for this, right? I did. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. For that. You're awesome. Mrs. Ryan, I love you so very much. I love you, too. We love you so very much, I brother. Thank you for love being you here. Thank you Thanks, again. Gary. Thanks for the invite. Uh, Breakfast Club tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Up at Newcomb Ranch. We love you Can't at wait. home. Please love one another, and we'll see you next week.